This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin. I'm your host and the ministry leader here at Parenting for Faith. I am so glad that you've decided to listen to us today. Thank you so much for joining. This is episode two of season six. Uh, And if you missed our intro this week, this season, we're doing things a little bit differently. So based on the upcoming book, Being God's Child, A Parent's Guide, which is out in July, we're looking at different ways that we can be God's children, even when we're parents. And particularly taking inspiration from the children and young people in our life who are great at being children and young people, Um, and using that to spur us on in our relationship with God, which in turn will help us as we help them to meet and know God as well. So my guest today is Phil Togwell. There are so many different things I could say about Phil. He has a wealth of experience, Uh, but he lives with his family on the northeast coast of England. He's a dad. He's a foster carer. He has worked in lots of different youth and community settings. Um, before serving as 24-7 Prayer's UK Director. He's now the International Director for Prayer Spaces in Schools uh, and he's the founder of Lectio for Families. So he writes for 24-7's Lectio 365 app as well as the Lectio for Families app. And I'm going to be chatting to Phil about spending time with God. But before we get on to that, I just wanted to flag the Babies and Toddlers course if you haven't clocked that yet. So this is starting on the 13th of June. It's four weeks and you can sign up as a church group, a toddler group or just with a couple of other friends. And it's really a space for any parents or carers with under five, say, baby, we're quite broad in our definition of babies and toddlers. But if you've got little ones and you just want to take some time to get together in community and think about how you can help them to meet and know God right from their very earliest days, This is a really easy way to do it. So you sign up as a group and for that you get unlimited logins. So if you want to um, spread the word in your toddler group or in your church or among your friendship group, you can do that. And there's not lots of Christian jargon or language. It doesn't assume people are totally... um, churchgoers and uh, familiar with all of that kind of thing so if you want to invite a friend who is just exploring the Christian faith or quite new to it um, they'd be really welcome as well it's the kind of thing you can do with other people we've also got some spaces just for dads we are doing a men's only group so if you're not part of a group but you're a male uh, we will put you in a group and Ian Nash one of our wonderful speaking team is going to be facilitating that group So you join on Zoom uh, and there'll be some led discussions, some videos and some time to talk together in groups. So I hope that's really useful for you. We'll pop a link in the show notes for you to sign up if you haven't already. But let's head over now to my conversation with Phil. We're thinking we're turning things a little bit on their head uh, for this season of the podcast and starting by asking what we can learn from children and young people. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you over the years, you've come across so many different children, and young people in your household and in your work. I just wanted to start by asking you what you've learned from them about spending time with God and a relationship with God. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I mean, the immediate thoughts. I remember a time back when our youngest daughter was quite young, maybe three, 
four years old, something like that. And as a family, we, we lived in a big community house with another family at the time. And um, we were, we had a room in our house was our prayer room. We had a room set aside as our prayer room, for creative prayer. And we were trying to practice different rhythms of, of prayer. And one of them was praying around the meal table. Lots of families do this, you know. Maybe it's a bit of a dying art, saying grace together at meal times. But we tried to practice it. And the way that we did that was... Um, uh, and, I, and I think it was Pete and Sammy Gregg that we can nick this idea from. Uh, whoever prayed, whichever child volunteered to pray, they got to ask a question of the rest of the, the table. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you earn, earn the right. <laughs> I remember on this particular occasion, my youngest daughter um, volunteering to pray. And it was like, this is the first time she's volunteered to pray. It was so exciting. And so we all held hands and closed our eyes. And my youngest daughter was to my left. And and we all waited and there was this long quiet pause and we waited and I and I looked over to her and I said are you going to pray and she said I don't know what to say daddy mm. which is really interesting and I've I've reflected on this since that there's two things one is that's how I feel most of the time in my own prayer life yeah. I don't know what to say daddy yeah <laughs> you know, that's often where I begin but I also, my, my reflection on her was uh, having been in our creative prayer room and in other settings with her, I know that she does know what to pray and how, right. what to say. But what we were asking her to do was to kind of do our type of prayer, you know, mm. to, to summarise into a coherent sentence that other people understand a prayer, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's often not how children and young people pray. There's a good friend of mine. She's, uh, she works for the World Prayer Centre in Birmingham. And she says this thing, pray as you can and not as you can't, which yes. I think is great advice. Mm. And it's really important for us as parents and carers, are we asking our children to pray as they can't <laughs> rather than asking ourselves and, and, and giving them space and permission to pray as they can? Mm. You know? Because um, often their way of praying is is very very different. I'm a I'm a big fan of um, Rebecca Nye's work, the, the little book Christian uh, Children's Spirituality that yes. that she wrote um, off the back of her research with David Hay, um, and she talks in there about how ch- children have an inherent spirituality. Mm. It's not the, the spiritual life isn't something we deposit into children and young people. It's there. Um, if anything, it's unlearned over time yes. rather than learn. It's it's it, you know I'm 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 a fan of much of what schools provide, but one of the negatives is children learn what getting things wrong. Oh, it happens mm. more in schools, you know, um, and I think that carries over into our Christian life too. It, it, we somehow absorb these ideas that there are wrong ways to pray and wrong things to do and things to, to, to try and avoid rather than this generous, expansive, welcome, hospitable kind of nature of God has just come as you are, you know, just, just bring what you've got and your, your uniquenesses, your, your, your interests, your creativity, um, come and bring that. And often children and young people, I, th- I think, have that in spades they have lots of creativity but it gets unlearned rather mm. than rather than than encouraged you know i love um eugene peterson's 
translation of uh, or paraphrase of the Bible. And, and, mm -hmm. and that little passage, the one bit of teaching that Jesus does on prayer, Eugene Peterson's version of it in the message is, is really powerful, I think, where he uses this phrase, just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus wow. will shift for you from you to God and you'll begin to sense his grace. I, I think that's, there's a key to prayer in there. And it's really important that we give permission and invitation to children to just be there in the presence of God as simply and honestly as you can manage, as you can manage. I like that bit. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> you know, it's like God saying, I know you find this difficult. I know yeah. that you, you think there are things that I want to hear or you think there are things that you ought to pray, but they really aren't. You know? yes. Just be there simply. Just be there honestly and so I think uh, you know in answer to a long way around answer to your question here Anna I think one of the things that um, I've learned as a parent and especially as, uh, as someone who's been into lots and lots of schools and been present and, and, and create these environments creative environments for children and young people to pray is that there's an honesty and sometimes it's pretty brutal and raw and you know, and, and kind of takes your breath away sometimes. But there's an honesty that children and young people want to pray with, but they just don't know if they're allowed to, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and it's desperately important that we give them permission to do that and that we learn from it as well. Because is it okay if I tell you a little story? Yeah, absolutely. So I and I'll, I'll have to be careful with this story because this is probably a family show. But I remember visiting um, a prayer space in a high school um, and there had been a class of, I think, 13 year olds who'd come in. Um, so prayer space, for those that if you aren't familiar with it, it will usually be a classroom. Uh, there usually be eight to 10 different creative activities on tables spread around the room or maybe in a gazebo in a corner. So they'll be simple. They'll in involve writing or drawing on post-it notes or placing a stone into a bowl of water as a way of letting go of worries or writing big questions onto a piece of cardboard and pegging them onto a string. Simple, relevant um, ways for children and young people to express what they're feeling to a God that they might not even yet believe in, but they'll give it a go. And I remember visiting this high school and uh, the chaplain who was hosting that prayer space ushered me over to a table where they'd spread out some big sheets of lining paper and, and the pupils were just invited to, to ask their big questions or to just, what is it that you want to say to God? And um, there was a two-word prayer. It's probably the most honest prayer I've ever read in a classroom. Um, and the first word I won't repeat, but it begins with F. And the second word is cancer. Uh, mm. And the chaplain said to me, what should we do with this prayer? Do we remove it? Because it wasn't F star, star, star. It was <laughs> Yeah. And I said to him, I really don't think you should remove it. I really, mm. really remove it. If it multiplies, if that prayer then becomes hundreds of F cancer prayers, yeah. then you might want to curate it a little bit. I remember visiting a prayer space where someone had posted a post-it note on a on a prayer wall that said, I love cheese. Thank you, God, for cheese, uh, which is great. I like cheese. But um, over the course of the day, there were hundreds of post-its <laughs> of children, young people saying they like cheese. So sometimes yeah. you do need to curate it. But so I said to this chaplain, you mustn't remove that because what would that say? 
to that 13 year old if he pops back at lunchtime and just yes. if you've removed it what does that say it says that prayer is unacceptable yeah no now i remember i was in australia the privilege of going to australia a few years later and i was speaking at a, um, an anglican conference of head teachers and um, re teachers and i found myself telling this story it was one of those moments where i hadn't planned to say what i was now starting to come out of my mouth said, yeah oh, this is probably not a good idea <laughs> yeah and anyway told the story went with it and at the end of, of of my little slot my little seminar from the stage uh this vicar came running down the aisle literally ran down the aisle grabbed hold of my shoulders and her first words were thank you for swearing wow and she then went on to tell this story of how her son had died of cancer the previous year and mm. she said I, I'm a vicar. I, I, you know, I'm supposed to teach others to pray, but I couldn't pray for six mm. months. I, I just felt angry with God and I didn't know what to say. I didn't feel like I was allowed to say what was going on inside of me. And then I went for a walk and it just all came out. And I was swearing and I was, I was it was a, a psalm, you know. Yeah. And we see that, that in the psalms, don't the we? Men. Exactly. And, and she said, and then I suddenly felt really guilty that I'd sworn and I I've barely prayed since I've spent a year hardly praying at all and as you told that story I suddenly felt God say I hate cancer too you know? mm. so I, I think one of the really essential things that we must do for children and young people is give them permission the invitation pray as you can and not as you can't and maybe that's draw maybe that's with words maybe it's not maybe it's a cry maybe it's drawing maybe it's going walk maybe it's acting it out what whatever it is that helps you to express the stuff on the inside of you as simply and honestly as you can manage do it and mm. lo and behold i think us as adults we get we we find our own prayer life unlocked sometimes as well because we've been being reduced to coherent sentences you know, with as many Bible verses as we can cram in, and we think that's prayer, and it's yeah. not. Sometimes prayer is a cry and a groan and a and a. I'm not enjoying life, God. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think what you've really explained well in so many ways there is this: just the uncensored nature of prayer that children and young people often uh, they look for us. They look to us for permission, but actually they know what it is to. So in, in parenting faith, we say chat and catch to chat to God about anything, anytime, everywhere, nice. to be ready to catch to whatever he has to say back. And just that sense of it doesn't have to be in a certain time. It doesn't have to be a certain place. It doesn't mm. need to have certain language around it. Some of those templates and tools and, you know, some of the activities you're mentioning are super helpful and ways to help children, and young people to think about it. But actually a lot of it, it's inherent they know what yeah. to do that um Rebecca I think it was that Rebecca Nye research she said um that a lot of uh, and sorry I'm quoting this without having look looking at it so um but she was talking about how children and young people you know naturally pray and but yeah. if they don't see it modeled around them if they don't see adults and older children and other people doing that then they assume it's made up you know it's like That's having right. an imaginary friend and they stop doing it by the age of yeah. seven or eight but yeah. actually that's a God-given thing that's inside them. And the more that we can create windows and frame our own prayer life, and um, that really uh, opens that up for them. 
So I want to talk to you as well. So we we talked about prayer quite a bit there, but with no. your other hat on, now I know Lectio is not just about um, the Bible. Which one is that then? <laughs> <laughs> well, all your hats. Um, but I was just, you know, we're thinking about spending time with God in different ways. And obviously one of those is also through uh, the Bible and being inspired by Bible verses and praying through those too. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about Lectio for Families and what it is and how people might find it useful? For sure. Yeah. So just to write, rewind really quickly to set the scene for this, um, yeah. we we launched Lectio 365, the, the kind of adult version, um, in uh, Advent 2019. And um, we, d- we didn't, again, have high expectations of this. We wanted to create something that would help people um, in their daily devotions. You know, 24-7 prayers, lots of resources for churches to pray together set up a prayer room there's resources for running prayer meetings there's all that kind of stuff but increasingly we we were finding people were they they wanted to know how do I pray on my own how do I how do I live out daily devotion spiritual disciplines in my own busy life um and so we we decided we wanted to come up with something 10 minutes long that would be rich and deep and help people to pray the bible on their own and so we we came up with this really simple app, Lectio 365. It follows a format every single day based around the acronym P- PRAY, P-R-A-Y. P, pause. There's a little section around stilling ourselves. It's, you know, if we're going to enter prayer in the presence of God, sometimes we just need to take a deep breath and try to push aside the busyness of that moment pause and be still in the presence of God know that God is God and we are not you know R stands for rejoice so we we, we pull out a little bit of the, of the Psalms and we reflect on that a little bit and then we reflect on another Bible passage and there's some short thoughts a couple of sentences just to try and apply this passage it's not meant to be teaching it's, mm. it's meant to be devotion so it's very deliberately we're not trying it's not exegesis we're not trying to sort of you know plumb the depths of the the original greek or hebrew or whatever it is it's how do how do we pray this scripture how do we engage with it um and then there is some a stands for ask some guidance around asking god and that, and that's split into two sections asking for ourselves so petitionary prayer if we want to use that phrase and then asking for others, something that's a bit more intercessory. And then in the in the app, it return we return to the scripture for a second time. Um, that's where the kind of the lectio methodology comes into play, returning to scripture, listening to God. And then the final part, the final section, Y stands for yielding. So you're saying yes to God. You know, having prayed all the things that I want to pray and you know, wrestled with God and to, God, this is what I want you to do. Then it, it's that the focus will shift from us to God, as Eugene Peterson puts it. And then we begin to sense his grace. God, what do you want to do? So but the interesting thing, Anna, is once we launched this, this app, we started to get feedback um, from all sorts of people, including families some parents who were saying, oh, we're really enjoying using Lectio 365 with our kids. And we're like, how does that work? Because this is not written for children. Some of the concepts and the language, the parents must be translating it. They must be interpreting it somehow. And that just got us thinking, I wonder if we could do something for families. And so 
Um, this was one of those occasions where I was the fool who said, why don't we try something for families? That would be a great idea. And so everyone else in the room went, great idea. Why don't you do that then? <laughs> <laughs> you so, make it happen. Exactly. So I um, talked to a few friends who are far more involved in family ministry than, than I am. I'm, you know, I'm youth worker. That's my safe space, really. Yeah. Um, younger children, that's a, a mystery to me, really. But um, so talk to some other children's workers, families workers, and some families too, just to say, would this be valuable to you? And it was like having your arm bitten off as people generally saying, there are lots of great children's resources out there, but mm. there aren't a lot of family resources. And even the family resources that are out there, a lot of them are based on what happens within church life. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Rather than yes. home, there's not a huge amount um, to help equip families at home. And one of the things that really struck me talking to parents was how many of them felt they lacked confidence in leading their own home, their own households in prayer and in reading scripture. Lots of parents, even Christian parents, who felt nervous about being asked questions by their kids, you know, yeah. I don't know how to answer that. Or, you know, what if my child says to me, you know, why aren't my prayers answered? What do I say? You know, how do I, how do I respond to that? So we just decided to go for it, pulled a little team together um, of, of family workers, children's workers, people who are much better at this stuff than I am, and started writing Active for Families. And we follow a similar sort of format. So there's a pause section at the beginning. There's a breath prayer at the start. Um, instead of using a psalm, we use a memory verse. And interestingly, it's been one of the aspects of Active for Families that, that families love the most. Mm. Again, it's kind of dying art, isn't it? Memory, but remembering. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, but we found family, parents, and carers saying, "Thank you for this." I, my my kids look forward to remembering the verses, you know, and trying to find ways to apply it. And then um, there's a little piece of scripture. Uh, there's a the couple of sentences of reflection on that scripture. And one of the departures from Lectio three six five is there's a button in the Lectio for Families app uh, where it says. And now let's press pause and discuss today's question, which is, and then there's a question. Now, you, what we found at first, we, we were coming up with these deeply spiritual questions, you know, kind of theological hot potato type questions. And we quickly found that they didn't work. Um, again, because I think parents felt a little bit nervous, felt like they were being set, set up. Yeah. <laughs> and so... We quickly switched, and what we also found was um, children felt like there was a right and a wrong answer, and that and that meant it. This was counterproductive. What we want is to encourage conversation, encourage interaction. So we flipped that now, and most of the daily questions are everyday life questions. So if today's passage was the feeding of the five thousand, then today's question would probably be something like, "And what would be your favourite pack lunch?" You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, a, a question about, I don't know, Jacob's dreaming. What was the last dream that you could remember? And the point of that is everybody in the room gets to talk. Everybody's mm. got a contribution to say. Everybody's contribution is equally valuable because it's your experience, your yeah. opinion, your your favourite this. Um, and then we move into the prayers, the ask sections. And what often happens is because the children have used their voice to answer a question 
they're a little bit more comfortable then to use their voice in prayer. Mm. And then we come back to the reading again. And one of the things that we do that's slightly different to Lectio Morning Prayers is every single day, um, the, the, the follow-up to the second Bible reading is the same. And it's simply this, what word or phrase stood out to us from today's Bible passage? And, and this is really deliberate because what we want to do is encourage children, young people to expect to hear God from Scripture. Yes. And there's no, they don't have to explain why. And sometimes we get little bits of feedback from parents saying, we get a real variety of words and phrases from our kids. Sometimes they're deeply, profoundly significant. Others, they're a bit random, but that's okay. And our mm. encouragement to parents is, please don't grill your kids into why they've chosen that, that verse. What we want to do is sow that seed, that expectation that God's going to speak to you. You don't have to explain it because it might just be for you. But God is going to speak to you every time you open the Bible. Um, and we get some super, super little bits of feedback. If we have time, I've got a couple besides me that I could read to you. But Yeah, go for it. Finally, the, the why bit, instead of yield, which we thought was a little bit of a complex word, we just call it yes. How do we say yes to God? at the end so it's 10 minutes max um lecture for families it's about memorizing scripture it's about reading scripture and expecting the holy spirit to speak to us um it's about praying scripture what do how how does this short passage help me to pray for myself and for others and, and the intercessory stuff is important i think because children are more aware of what's going on in the world than ever before and yeah often that I think that just breeds anxiety it's, it's what on earth do I do with what I know and so if we can help children and young people to pray into these things in simple way how can I pray about homelessness in my town the, the war in Ukraine Covid whatever we, mm. we need to as you said we need to model simple and honest ways of praying and then it's that pattern of learning to say yes to God I'm I'm following Jesus. I, it's not just about what I want. It's what does he want from me as well today? So 10 minutes, it's deliberately we language. Um, it's for parents and carers to host these times of prayer. And what's fun is we we hear stories from families who use Lectio for families in their car, on the way to school, you know, on the school run. Sometimes some of them use it around meal times. Um, and you can just pop the pop the phone or the iPad on the table and press play. And th there's an audio version or there's a red version if you want to. Lots of families use it at bedtime as well as the, the kind of thing they do. I think for you know busy families, they've got to figure out the challenges, figuring out when's the moment in mm. the day when we're actually all together and our attention is, <laughs> is all in the same place. <laughs> That's the biggest challenge. So some families use it a couple of times a week. Um, but it's there every day for those that want to. Yeah. And I would really encourage you to check those out, both apps, actually, the Lectio 365 that's kind of aimed at adults as well as the families one and see what works for you. Because uh, I was it was funny you mentioned that I was actually one of those parents of during COVID times, lockdown. I had Lectio 365 on loud. I think I was sat in bed and uh, one of my children walked in and said, oh, what are you oh, doing? Wow. Um, and it was a perfect creating windows framing moment I could yeah. say it's actually really important that I'm having some time with God you're very welcome to come and um, sit beside me and that particular child it, it sparked a, a wave that lasted a while they wanted to wow. come and do that every night and so 
I think it's just so important for all of us to find different ways to spend time with God. I think this is an amazing tool to do it. But it might be that you do the Lectio 365 for adults and just let your children see and hear that. Or it yeah. might be that you do the Lectio for families or a combination. Or I was explaining to Phil as we came in that we try and be IKEA. We try and display the range and say every family is unique. Find what works for your family at the moment, what your next step is. I think these are really powerful tools. So it might be yeah. something that's useful for you at the moment. Um, but if it's not, feel free to try something else sure. or come back to it. Or like you were saying, try a different time, maybe in the car, maybe mealtimes, maybe bedtime. Um, just change it up. But what we're really hungry for is to see parents and carers, as well as their children, um, spending time with God. And this is just such a useful way to do this. Yeah. Um, we will post some links, Phil, so that people can check right. those out for themselves. I mean, they're fairly easy to search for. Do you want to just end by uh, sharing those little bits of feedback? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me read to this um, lovely, lovely little bit um, on this hearing from God ourselves. Uh, someone wrote, my seven-year-old whispered this tonight during our devotion on John 20. A few weeks ago, he saw something on TV that creeped him out. And ever since then, he gets scared at bedtimes, remembering the, the visual. We've comforted, prayed, redirected everything, but he's still uneasy. He said tonight during the devotion that he heard Jesus's words, peace be with you. And his heart started beating faster. He felt the fear disappear. When it came to listening for the Holy Spirit to reveal a word or a phrase from the passage, he focused on then Jesus came. Isn't that interesting? Mm. I asked him why that stood out, and he said, Jesus didn't leave them alone with their fear. He didn't come to eat food or tell stories. He just came to be with them and bring them peace. This child is seven years old. I told him the thanks he whispered should be to the Holy Spirit for being with him and relieving his fear. He said, yeah, but I wouldn't have heard it if it wasn't for the man talking on the phone. <laughs> it's fascinating, isn't it? That, um, yeah. So families for ch children they need that little bit of guiding facilitating but not too much you know we we, we trust the holy spirit at work in our children uh, this is kind of about making an environment using resources whether it's an app or a, whatever it, but bible society have produced a brilliant family bible which does a similar sort of thing you flop this giant bible open and it's got questions and care for the family have produced that kitchen talk um, way questions for encouraging spiritual conversations i think there's lots of great resources that you're mm. producing as well Anna, and it's it's about using them to create an environment not to straitjacket yeah i think it's about creating an environment for children to encounter god that's the key if they can encounter god and hear god's voice for themselves anything can happen and on that note, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much, Phil, for your time, for your wisdom, and just for those amazing tools that you've introduced us to. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And as usual, we like to end with a question to ask your kids to spark an interesting conversation. This week, why don't you ask them, what do you like doing with me? Have a great conversation. We'll be back next week talking about asking questions. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. 
And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.